What's up guys? Welcome back to the Grow Student Cast. Hope you guys are having a great week this week. Uh, my name is Austin and this is... I'm Dylan. Yeah, Tyler is not going to be with us this week and we are not going to have a special guest, but this is going to be a special podcast for you guys. Today we're going to be talking about how to stand firm in your faith in middle school and high school. Um, we've got three great discussion topics. We're going to be going over those and Austin and I are also going to be sharing our stories of how we stood firm in our faith throughout high school and the struggles we faced and how we overcame them. The first topic that we're going to jump right into today um, is probably one of the most first, first and foremost most important things um, in, in the life of a believer, no matter what stage of your life, and that's establishing a quiet time, establishing um, intentional time with the Lord every day. You know, at church we've been talking about the life shape or the triangle of establishing your up, in, and out relationships of your life. And that's kind of going to be the focus today. So the first thing is going to be that up relationship, establishing your quiet time with the Lord. So I'm going to give it off to Austin, and he's going to share with us about his input and how he did that in his life in middle school and high school. Yeah, so so I really wasn't a Christian until high school, actually. And really, I didn't even start reading the Bible until my 10th grade year which is when I really started to take my faith seriously. So I don't have a whole lot of experience in middle school or the beginning of high school. But uh, what, I, what I started to do in uh, the 10th grade is I just felt really convicted that I wasn't reading, that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting in God's word. Like I was calling myself a Christian and trying to do all these things, but I wasn't, I wasn't feeding myself, which I think is the most important part is, you know, like waking up in the morning, reading, praying with him. And, and I think, you know, it was a rough process, definitely getting started, but like now here I am, that was, that's probably the biggest thing that has helped grow me in my spiritual walk. So in, uh, in high school, really what I started to do is like I was asking a lot of people, like, how can I, you know, how do I start this? I want to do this. How do I do this? So a lot of people just told me, you know, just read something every day, whether that be a chapter or a verse or just whatever. Just get in the Word, get that cycle started, so then you're more prompt to, you know, it's, it gets in your rhythm, and then you start doing it every day. And that's a super important part. Yeah, and one thing that uh, I think we do – in our church culture today, we overcomplicate the idea of a quiet time. We make it seem like you've got to read this amount of the Bible, you've got to do this, this, and this, that each person has to do the same thing every day. But the reality of it is, is that a quiet time, time with the Lord is different for everybody. We're all going to do something different. The, the way that I spend time with the Lord in the morning is going to be completely different than the way Austin spends time with the Lord in the morning. And also, along with that, it develops. As you grow mm -hmm. in your faith and as you become a stronger Christian, you know you, you desire to spend more time. You desire to do different things. The Lord leads you in different directions, and you change the way that you spend time with Him. When I first started out, I had never really read the Bible before, same as Austin. In about 10th grade was when I got serious with it. And I just started in Genesis. I was like, hey, I'm going to read through the Bible. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to start. And... I did. I started in Genesis and eventually about a year and a half later, I read through the entire Bible and that set the framework for my future quiet times. I was able to, you know, as a person who didn't grow up in church, who didn't know all the Bible stories, I was like, you know, I want this foundation. I want to just read through. So that's going to be my quiet time. I'm going to read it. I'm going to take notes and I'm going to pray about it. And 
now it's led me to where I, I have fallen in love with the Lord. Um, this last summer, we went to a summer camp in Daytona Beach, and it was called Elevate Camp. And one of the speakers during that week, some of y'all may have been there and heard this same thing, but he talked about how when we establish an intentional time and we're intentional about it and we say, Lord, we're going to do this, we need to be praying that the Lord would make our discipline and take our discipline and turn it into our delight. Mm-hmm. That we would turn, we would turn our discipline. We would we would be intentional about spending time with the Lord. And over time, it would become our delight. So instead of it, instead of it, instead of us viewing it as a box that we've got to check, uh, you know, a task that we've got to complete every morning, we wake up every morning with the desire, with the intention of of spending time with the Lord to to get our daily bread. That's something I pray every morning. I'm like, Lord, give me my daily bread. Give me what I need for this day. Help me to focus on this day and this day alone. Don't worry about tomorrow, but just focus on this day. Give me what I need. And also with that, um, like I said, it, it just varies. It, it varies for each and every one of us. We're, you know, The way that I do my quiet time isn't going to be the way that one of you do. Just get started. No matter what time of day, it doesn't have, we keep talking about the morning. It doesn't have to be the morning. If mm-hmm. you're a night person, your quiet time can be in the night. If you want to do your quiet time at lunch at school, do your quiet time at lunch at school. Just at some point during the day, dive yourself into God's word. Yeah, and uh, I think you said something important. Let your, what'd you say about, what'd you say about youth camp? Say oh, the, um, the speaker said that our, over time, our discipline will become our delight. Yeah, which I think is is really important because, honestly, when I first started waking up, that's the last thing I wanted to do. Exactly. It's like, why am I up 30 minutes early? I could sleep for 30 more minutes. It's hard. It is hard to get started, definitely. But, um, you know, after time, it just becomes part of your thing, like taking a shower every day, some people do, or, you know, whatever. But um, I think another thing you said is Genesis. So you started in Genesis. That's a very interesting place yeah, to start. It's not, off. it's not always, you know. I'm not. I'm not saying that everybody's got to start in Genesis. Yeah. You know, what, honestly, what I recommend for for new believers or somebody who's never really had a quiet time, you know, you don't know much about the life of Jesus. You don't know much about the Bible other than what you hear in church. Start with the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. John is John is one of the you know most beautiful. You know, all the Gospels are beautiful, but John just has a, an amazing way that he illustrates the life of Jesus, and it and it starts you know, in the beginning with his birth and leads all the way up to his resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's just jump in. Just, yeah. you know, whether it's a chapter a day, a verse a day, whatever it is, dive into that book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or, you know, there's a there's so many ways that that you can just do plans or something to to read the Bible every day, like the Bible app. So awesome example. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of plans on there mm-hmm. that that you can do every day. It'll even remind you to do it. Yeah, that's an awesome tool. Or they even have the daily verse. Boom, there you go. Just read that every day and pray over it. That can be your quiet time even. Yeah, just Just doing something that little. You know, something I did when I first became a Christian, and I still still do it to this day, uh, I really struggled with that that morning daily thing. And, and, you know, I I always did my quiet time at night when I early on started. But I wanted something in the morning. I wanted something to set my mind right, to set my to my day right. So I found a, a verse of the day website that every morning around 4.30, 5, 5 o'clock in the morning, it just emails me a verse of the day. So when I wake up, the first thing I do is check that email, look at that verse of the day, I meditate and pray on it. And that, that gets my day straight. And that's, it's something that I started when I first became a Christian and first started actively following Jesus. And it's something I still get those emails today. That was an incredibly good tool for me. Yeah, in case you're an old man and you don't check your emails first thing in the morning, you can go on the, the Bible app and you can actually 
have a time that it reminds, like it just pops up on your phone. Like mine's uh, 6 p.m. And so every day at 6 p.m. it just pops up on my phone. Yeah, that's awesome too. Yeah. Thank you for that, that jab right there. <laughs> I, I am an old man <laughs> and Austin likes to, Austin and my other peers like to mess with me about that, but it's yes. okay. Yes, we do. Um, so the next topic, uh, well, after we addressing the, you know, quiet time, the next topic we're going to talk about moving along that triangle of the up in and out relationships is in, and we're going to talk about the importance of being involved in the local church, being involved with other believers and in, in a youth group on a church on Sundays and the importance of that. Uh, me and Austin have different backgrounds. We started at different churches, so I'm going to throw it off to him, let him talk about his experiences and, and how he grew in his faith through that. Yeah. So the first time. I really had an experience even with any Christian event was was a eighth grade. My my good friend was well not at that point, but I just had moved, and uh, I didn't really have any connections to anybody. But I did play football over the summer, so I had some camaraderie through that. But uh, so all my football friends were going to this Bible study thing, and I was like, Bible study? Let me not go to Bible study. But uh, so I didn't want to sit alone and be a loner, so I decided to to go to this Bible study, and I really enjoyed it. It was awesome, and um, the speaker that was there, uh, he was the same grade as me, and he was he turned out to be my best friend. But uh, you know, he invited me to church. I started going, and that was uh, that was at First Baptist Loganville, and from that point on, like I just started going to church there, like every Wednesday. Every, I was there. Didn't start going on Sundays mm-hmm. till a little bit later. But uh, you know that's that was my that was my thing, and the youth group really raised me because I wasn't really raised in a Christian home, so I didn't have that that at home. Like I didn't have a Christian foundation at home. So the the adults in the youth group and just the Chad, the youth pastor at the time, really just just kind of came around me, and there was a lot of people that were my spiritual parents, and that really helped me raise me to be a godly man. Yeah, and kind of a similar situation, you know, me and Austin, our lives kind of, Jesus came into our lives around the same point, and, you know, I, I was saved and baptized at 14 years old in eighth grade. Me and Austin went to the same middle school. Um, yeah. I, I also started going to that same Bible study a little later on that Austin was talking about with our friend Dante Wilson, who was leading that, yeah. and uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I had just gotten a Bible for my 14th birthday in eighth grade. And I had no idea what it was about. I had never, you know, really been to church before. But I started going to this Bible study that somebody invited me to. I never really spoke. I just kind of sat there, listened, and took notes in my Bible. Um, but through that, uh, my, my my parents started to see that. My parents started to see that I was I was reading my Bible, and they were like, "Hey, what's up with this?" So um, later that year, about six months later, and on into the beginning of ninth grade, I was invited. Um, I, my dad was a police officer at the time, and we went to. A, a shooting event, a gun range shooting event, and the pastor of our church now, Church of the Grove, Russ Butcher was there, and he was he was participating in this only only in Loganville, only, only in Loganville, only in Loganville. your pastor participate <laughs> in uh, shootoffs. But I was there with my dad. I was 14 at the time, and Russ Russ pulled, it was Russ Butcher. He pulled us aside and was like, "Hey, I would love to invite y'all to come attend a service at Church of the Grove." So I still remember November 2014 was the first time I attended. Church at the Grove. We were over in Walnut Grove High School at the time, and uh, that first Sunday that I went, I was my parents were out in the lobby. I was sitting in a in the row in the auditorium by myself, and our youth pastor at the time, his name was Austin Prince. Some of you may remember him, some of you may not. Um, he walked up to me with another guy named Jeb Butcher, who is uh, Russ's nephew, I believe. 
-hmm. And uh, they came up to me and was like, hey, man, you know, how old are you? What's your name? And I told them who I was. And they were like, hey, you should come to our youth group. We meet every Wednesday night. And I was real skeptical at first. It took me like, it took a month of them inviting me every week before I eventually, you know, built up the courage to be like, hey, dad, can you take me to this? Um, so I started going. I started attending Church of the Grove and started attending um, on su every Sunday, every other Sunday. Um, and then every Wednesday night I was going and getting plugged in. And that was where it all began. I mean, the, the local church, I mean, became, became my family. You know, not having, me and Austin having similar backgrounds where we didn't grow up in Christian homes. The church youth group became our family. Our mm -hmm. youth pastors became our family. And uh, it was incredible. I mean, I went to my first I went to my first youth camp in the summer after my ninth grade year on into 10th grade, and that was when God really spoke to me. You know, I had been baptized and saved, but I, I was really struggling with living out that faith. And that summer, you know, as a result of the youth group, I, I was like, wow, God spoke to me. I got serious about my faith. And that's where, you know, this, this journey has led me today. And I'm, we're, me and Austin are both still active in our youth groups, even though we're, we're college students, we're still serving on Sundays in the local church. And that is just an incredible way throughout middle school and high school to just stay involved with the local church. It's going to hold you accountable. It's going to keep you on the right path. Yeah, and I think I think also a good thing to note is at those churches the like you have to have a core group of friends. Like that's that's huge. Like you just have to have those few people that you can be real with. And I think that is really when you start to grow together and really grow as you like your peers start to grow with you is when you have that group of people that can really just come beside you and help you along because you guys are in the same position really yeah and one of our one of our values uh, here at Church of the Grove you know you've probably heard it on a Sunday or Wednesday before but it's you can't do life alone you know we weren't made to to live this life alone um, Jesus Jesus always you know is always establishing this concept of family on mission and we're always supposed to be together. You have to have, like Austin said, you need that core group of people that, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can talk about your life with, you can talk about Jesus. And as a result, you grow in your faith together. And that gives you confidence to stand firm in your faith in middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I guess with that, we're going to roll around to the, the last section of the with the triangle, of the up, in, and out triangle. And we're going to move in to that out dimension. Um, we're going to talk about how we can be bold and be on mission in our schools, if you're in middle school, high school, or even college and you're listening to this, how we can use our, our up relationship, our intentional time with the Lord, how we can use our time with our belief, fellow believers in the church and the youth group to have an impact, to move out into our schools, to be bold and be on mission in our schools. So I'm going to let Austin share first about his experience with that in high school. Yeah, so, so in high school, I would not have described myself as a bold Christian. I, I was really really timid, didn't really want to offend anybody. But, uh, you know, I still did a lot of things to kind of, you know, bring up the conversation of, like, who's this, who's this God guy, you know? I did that. Uh, one of the, some of the things I did in high school is, uh, so, so most of you guys know, I did play football, and, uh, you know, there was this one guy, and I really felt God just saying to me, you know, like, you need to, you need to, like, pour into him. So about every morning, well, yeah, about once a week actually, about once a week, we would we would go down to the locker room and do a Bible study. That was only for a week, but you know it's okay because <laughs> I try. But uh, yeah, so that was that was fun. That was fun. I wish it would have kept going, but that's okay. And another thing that we did is uh, 
So there was this after school program at Loganville for kids that needed special, uh, like they needed help after school or their parents just couldn't pick them up in time or something like that. So those were the kids we were trying to pour into. And so what we did is we, uh, it was called Stand Up. That was, that was the name of the ministry. And we would go in the Miss Q's classroom in the high school and we would have food and stuff like that. And we'd just talk, have some icebreakers. And then uh, Chad Myers would usually teach or something. I think that was the first time I ever teached was in that classroom. Taught or teach, Dawson? Did you taught or did you teach? Both. I did both. <laughs> <laughs> Grammar is my favorite thing ever, if you guys. He's yes, a little dyslexic. It's okay. You have a to little, be with him. Bear with him. More, more of a lot. <laughs> and uh, another ministry that I think was huge in high school for me was uh, was FCA. FCA was huge. Um, you know, we didn't have the biggest turnout, but at, at Loganville, you know, everybody's everybody's open to come and getting free food because that's what we would do once a month on on Thursdays. That would be our day. And everybody would just come to the gym, you know, get some free food, and then they would get to hear about Jesus. So, I mean, I think that was that was huge, just having that open door. Like, literally, they're coming to a Christian event, so why not talk to them about Christ? So those those were some of the biggest things in my high school career. Yeah, and uh, and for me, you know, we we ended up we went to the same high school. Me and Austin, we both went to Loganville High School. Um, I really struggled in the my whole freshman year and about half my tenth grade year. With, with standing firm in my faith. I had been saved and baptized, but like I mentioned earlier, you know, it was at that summer camp leading into 10th grade that I began to really take my faith seriously. So a lot of that time, I was one of those guys. I was, I, everybody, I told everybody I was a Christian, but I did not live it. I struggled really hard with just my identity in Christ and just actually living it out. But from 10th grade on, I, I took it seriously. You know, um, one of the, we were, we were super blessed in, in high school to, in Walton County, we have an amazing program, you know, CLC, Christian Learning Center. So that was the, well, probably one of the most influential things th- throughout high school for me was getting to, to come into a high school class and to learn about Jesus on a daily basis, five days a week, as, uh, as one of my classes. I, as I got credit for it to graduate high school, and I got to learn about the Bible in Jesus in public school. Um, so that was an incredible opportunity because there were constantly kids in that class who were lost and broken. And, and with, along with our, the help of our teacher, Megan Sorrow, who has become a spiritual parent to me, Austin and I, you know, even to this day, we were able to impact so many lives through CLC. Um, but also for me, you know, I didn't get as, as involved with FCA as Austin did. Um, and I, didn't get in, I, I did participate in that stand-up ministry for a little bit. But I was just always kind of one of those guys that like everybody, everybody knew I was a Christian. I recall getting, you know, called a Jesus freak sometimes. But I, I tried to have a lot of lost friends. I, I, I you know, we see in in Scripture that that Jesus was a friend of sinners, and you know, he ate with the tax collectors, with the prostitutes. You know, so I, I tried to live that way. I tried to live in the world, but not of it. I tried to 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 let Jesus be known by just, you know, maybe I wasn't always, you know, pulling out my Bible, sharing the gospel. But I was always representing Jesus in the way that I talk, act, and live. You know, my entire junior and senior year, I always carried my Bible around with me. Like, I, I didn't keep it in my book bag either. Like, I would have it on. I either had my Bible or I had a Christian book with me at all times. It would be sitting on my desk. And I can recall countless, countless times that that sparked conversations with teachers and students where they would just ask me, like, hey, what's up with that? You know, what what are you reading? What, what, what you know, why do you do that? And... 
I recall specifically my senior year, I had one friend, I'm not going to name his name, but we sat next to each other. Um, we had actually three of our four classes together our entire junior year. And he knew I was a Christian and um, he didn't believe, but he knew, I mean, every day we would have spiritual conversations. You know, I would, I would bring up the Bible and, and I would tell him that I was praying for him. And sometimes I would even, I'd even try and place bets with him about like our grades and be like, Hey man, if I get a better grade with the, than you, then you've got to come to church with me this Wednesday night. Unfortunately, it never worked out, but I was always trying to plant that seed. I was always trying to, uh, to, to be bold. And, and, you know, like I said, it may not being bold in high school may not have always been me sharing the gospel, like, Hey, saying this is Jesus but it was always me practically, just, just encouraging, loving people as Jesus would. And um, some of the most amazing fruit I've seen from that in my own personal life was I had a friend, again, I'm not going to drop names, but I had a friend who moved to Loganville High School um, her junior year, and we instantly connected. You know, We had a class together, and we sat next to each other junior year, and we were, were friends all junior and senior year. We had several classes together. Um, it was one of those situations I knew she wasn't a believer, but she knew I was. And we always we, we would always talk about it. And uh, and I, you know, I, we, we always talked about it. We always talked about, you know, I mentioned several times about how I wanted to be a pastor, how I wanted to go into ministry after uh, high school. I would always talk about how I wanted to go to Troop McConnell, Troop McConnell University after school. And, you know, after we graduated, it kind of stopped. We never... We never talked. We never, you know, I never spoke to her. And then, and then one, one weird day, this, this last November, um, I actually received a text message from this person and, and she told me, she was like, Hey, you know, I recently got saved. You know, I remember you telling me that, that you, you were a Christian in high school. I remember you saying that you wanted to be a pastor and you were the only person I could think of that I could talk to. And I was just like, wow, like to see how God used me in the, in the subtle way that I may not have ever shared the gospel with her act, like I may not have presented her with the gospel, but I shared the gospel with her in the way that I lived. And she remembered that when she got saved and she was recently baptized. She is actively pursuing the Lord. And it's been amazing to see how that little impact in high school changed her life. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's awesome. Like you didn't even like, you know, sometimes it's not with your words. Exactly. I didn't even do, I feel like I didn't do anything. I just lived my life as Jesus called me and I was yeah. bold with my faith yeah. every second of my time in high yeah. school. Yeah, and that's something that uh, that our pastor Russ Butcher says, you know, the sermon starts when the people walk in the door, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, if people can't see you wanting to, you know, wanting to, wanting to be their friend, loving them, et cetera, et cetera, then how they how are they going to see Jesus through you? You know, yeah. You got to remember that in everything you do. You know, Colossians three seventeen says that whatever you do, whether it be word or deed, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you're doing, if you're playing football, if you're playing soccer, if you're playing basketball, if you're on the chess team, if you're you know in the sewing club, whatever it is, you're doing it for the glory of God. And mm -hmm. if you if you tell people, if people know that you're a Christian based on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, whatever it is, I know y'all don't use Facebook, it's kind of for the old people, but you know, whatever it is, if you tell people you're a Christian and every aspect of your life doesn't illustrate that, I'm not saying that you got to be perfect, but if your life doesn't illustrate that, then, then what does that mean for your mm -hmm. faith? Yeah. You know, always stand firm in your faith and do everything you do for the glory of God. And that's going to help you get through high school. That's going to help you um, and lead you to where you need to be at, in and through and after high school. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think an important thing that I forgot is people are always watching, especially Amen. when you call yourself a Christian. Absolutely. They're they're going to watch you like a hawk and they're not even going to tell you. And that's like I said, like if, if you're, you know, if your Instagram bio says, 
Jesus first, or your Instagram says, you know, I love God, I love Jesus, or has a, a scripture in it, but your life in school doesn't illustrate that, then what does that say? People are always watching. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Be, be, you know, stand firm in your faith. Something as little as a word you speak could change somebody's life. So be careful with what you say and what you do all throughout high school and stand firm and be bold. Yeah, definitely. And I, and one thing that I forgot that Dylan mentioned, sorry, Megan, by the way, is uh, CLC. CLC was huge for me. It really, uh, it really showed me how to take my faith seriously in high school, how to act like a Christian in high school, and the things that I needed to do in order to show people that I was a Christian. So, like, in there, you're going to do a quiet time every day, and you're going to hear the Bible, which is huge that you can do that in public schools. Mm-hmm. But that class, Megan was really uh, definitely my spiritual mother in that class, for sure. She, she taught me a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, those are those are all things. Like I said, you know, we've been talking about at Church of the Grove recently, the life shape. And most importantly, I think, is that one, the triangle, just establishing your up in and out relationships and how all three of them are necessary for um, successful and fruitful Christian life. So we just want to encourage you going forward, going forward into this week um, that to do all of those things, to to establish the, the key to being a bold Christian and to, to standing firm in your faith throughout middle school and high school is to, number one, intentionally establish time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get that daily bread. Number two, establish time with other believers. Get involved with the local mm-hmm. church, with local believers. And then out of, the, out of those other two becomes the mission, where you go out into your schools and your ministries and you start changing lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... That's going to pretty much wrap up everything that we're talking about today. Any closing thoughts, Austin? No. Uh, well, actually, yeah. So the, so the N, if you guys can't find any N or like, you know, uh, how do I do this? Like, I want to start a Bible study. Like, do it. Just do it. Just yeah. start the Bible Jump study. Jump in. Because I think Bible studies are huge. Absolutely. And that, that one that... that we had in eighth grade was so beneficial yeah. for me as an yeah. early Christian. I mean, we just found a... I remember Dante found a Christian teacher that was willing to open up her room mm-hmm. on whatever, Wednesday mornings every week. And yeah. just as easy as that. Yeah. And that was just from him being bold, like, hey, can we use your classroom? Yeah. Like, that's all that took. That's all that took. Absolutely. And, and, you know, honestly, if you guys ask your youth pastors, like, I'm sure they'll get, they'll get breakfast with you. Absolutely. And there you go. You get, you get free breakfast and you get to talk. You know, you get to talk about Jesus in the morning right before food you go to school. Is, food is always a good way to, to start. Food to, is, is always a gateway ministry to share to share in the gospel, and uh, we 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 did a lot of that throughout high school and middle yeah. school. Um, well, with all that said, guys, we we just want to say that we love you and that we're praying for you guys mm-hmm. every week. We want to invite you if you're not coming to to Grove Student Ministries. We meet on Wednesday nights at our Walnut Grove campuses. We start at 6 p.m. with a meal. Food. Food, yep. of course. Free food. Free food at first. This, There's this, unlimited food. This, Anything. T- today is Thursday, so we just we just came off of our uh, our gathering uh, from last night, and we had chicken nuggets and macaroni. Mm. A full meal mm. on Wednesday night before the service. We had amazing worship, amazing game, amazing time. And we also meet at our Social Circle campus. If you live on the Social Circle side of Walton County, on Sunday night, same time, 6 o'clock, meal, worship, game. It's the same. It, we would love to see you guys. Me and Austin are always there. We're always, you know, we'll always, we'd love to meet you if we haven't met you, met you yet. And uh, like I said, we're praying. I'm the one that struggles with grammar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little nervous. I'm just kidding. But we're praying for you guys. We love you. And we look forward to, to 
to helping you guys grow in your faith and releasing more of these podcast episodes. So stay tuned on our social medias and stay tuned. Um, just come to Church of the Grove. We're going to be announcing these podcasts and we're excited for the future. Yeah, and guys, don't forget Sunday we have two services at Walnut Grove. The first one is 9.15, the second one is 11 o'clock, and then down in Social Circle we have one service at 10.30. So if you guys don't have a church home, hope to see you guys there. See you next time.